0: critical for producing a high-performance team. How do you do it? How do you make sure your team members are pulling in the same direction that you are, that they fit their your culture? And what happens if they are not pulling in the same direction you are? My guest today, Natalie Dawson, gives you the answers to these questions and more. Natalie, welcome to Contractor Sense.
1: Thank you for having me. I am excited to be on this show with you. Oh, my pleasure. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. And Um, it's finally here.
0: Yay. You know We were missing each other at AHR, and it was like, okay, you and I just have to connect, and this is probably the best way to do it. So talk a little bit about what you're doing with Cardone Ventures and everything like that, and then we'll get into the book.
1: For sure. So at Cardone Ventures, we help small business owners grow and scale. That is... Our specialty, every program and product and service offering, is to help small business owners, and this has been a passion of mine because my parents were small business owners. Both of them were were doctors, and they they struggled running the business, but they were incredible. What I like to call technicians, right? They're like the technical in their trade. They're they're skilled in specific thing that they went to school for, but nobody ever teaches people in these programs, as I'm sure you're familiar with, how to run a business. So things like marketing and finance and operations and how to hire people, how to fire people, leadership, none of that is there. And so for us at Cardinal Ventures, we're on this massive mission in order to impact a million business owners. And we do that each and every day.
0: Cool. And it's really important because you're absolutely right. Most people listening to this podcast grew up in the business. They didn't learn how to run a small business. And I've seen the financial statements, and I know you have too, that really show that we're really great at fixing air conditioners or plumbing or electrical or generators or pools and spas, but running a business, not so much. So, totally. <laughs> so let's talk about your new book. It's called Teamwork, correct? That is correct. And one of the things I really liked about it, you you start really in the beginning of it and you talk talk about building a mission statement, but one that's useful, values, Mm -hmm. culture, you know, things along those lines. But talk about why that's really important for building a team.
1: Yeah, for sure. So just a little bit of a backstory. We've been running Cardo Ventures now for about two and a half years. And over the last two and a half years, I've hired over 150 team members. And the shocking statistic in that is that I have let go of, or there have been transitions of about 50 team members. So we've actually hired, you know, closer to 150 to, to 160. And, What's so important with a business that is raising their hand saying, I want to scale and grow. I want to be different from my competitor. My competitor might be interested in being average. They might be interested in being okay, or just doing the same thing that they did last year. But as a business owner, I've made the decision to scale and grow. Once you make that decision, you have to commit to the process of gaining confidence in your people system. And so the first step of any people system is sharing with not your customers, which is, you know, we call that our brand house you're, You talk to your customers in a very specific way. But if you're going to build and grow your, your business, you need to be talking to your team members and more importantly, your candidates about why you do what you do where the business is going and how you define your culture which would be the core values and so the mission being the why if somebody doesn't know why you do what you do are they going to be that excited about coming alongside you versus your competition no probably not and to me, the most important part really is that vision statement. It's the where you're going. You differentiate yourself as an employer when you have a big vision that creates opportunity for other people. And if your vision is massive, then you are able to create financial wealth for the people in your sphere. Whereas the person who decides not to grow doesn't have that same opportunity because they're not sharing that with potential team members. And so having your mission and vision, the why and the where really set the foundation for that, for the growth that's going to happen in the business, but also for how you as a leader can start to push on your team when maybe they're showing up on time or they're not showing up on time or maybe they're not following the process or maybe they're not treating the customer the way that you want them to. And then the last piece on that is the the core values. If you don't have clear words that you hold people accountable to, you're going to have a really difficult time scaling through lots of people. If you want to stay small, you don't need core values. You don't need to define what fits in your organization. But if you do want to grow, and those are really the only business owners that I talk to, it's like, how do I grow? Okay, great. You have to have these definitions for what does or doesn't work in your environment and one of my favorite core values is discipline and here at Cardo Ventures we define discipline as you do the things you say that you're going to do so if I am responsible for sending somebody a report at five o'clock I don't send it at 5 30 I don't send it the next day and I certainly don't forget to send it I send it at five and why is that it's because as part of the extension of Cardo Ventures, I'm disciplined and therefore I must hold myself responsible to this idea that I do the things that I say that I'm gonna do, which ultimately creates confidence in your team members and your customers because they can rely on you. So that's like the, the short and, and sweet version of the mission, vision and values and why it's so important in any growing organization.
0: You know, what's really interesting is that most owners, even if they wanna grow, think that by osmosis, their employees are going to get what the values and mission and core are, but they don't. Nobody can read anybody's mind. And that drives me crazy.
1: (laughs) It's crazy that we think these things though. I find myself thinking this all the time. Like, oh, of course they know why we're doing this strategy and we're putting all this energy behind this initiative. And then when you ask people and and they don't have any insight into it, you have to take accountability as a leader. Say, wait a second, did I ever tell them? And if you never told them, What did you expect for them to read your mind? Of course, that's not going to work out very well. It works when you're small, but it doesn't work if you really want to get big. No, it doesn't work when you're
0: small either. I have news for you. (laughs) Fair. Because nobody can ever read your mind. And that is one of the things that that I see a lot with owners. I see a lot with managers. You know, it's like, well, why don't they just know this? Well, hmm. you never told them how you want the phone answered. You never told them how you want them to go to the house. You never told them, you know, and it's like, if they don't have the policies and procedures in place. I'm ranting, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: I love it. No, this you're you're speaking my language right now.
0: Yeah. So, the thing that's really important from what you said is that everybody understand where the company's going and making sure that the people that you're going to be hiring um, fit into the the mission and and the core values and things like that. So, when we get back from break, let's talk a little bit about the interview process and let's talk a little bit about what happens if somebody is not, you know fitting in. We have a square peg in a round hole, so to
1: speak. But before we do, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, how do they do it? Oh, I am very active on Instagram. So I, I just got married a few months ago. My Instagram is still my last name, but it's Natalie Workman. Uh, I'm working on changing that to Natalie Dawson, but it's taken longer than I thought. Okay. So
0: just go onto Instagram or actually read the book, read Teamwork. We can find you there too
1: yes that that would be at cardaventures.com forward slash teamwork and you can get a free copy of the book
0: cool all right we'll be right back thanks for listening to contractor sense you can't that's what my daughter kate told me when i said i wanted to make financials fun the gauntlet was laid down the red blanket was waved in front of the bowl ronan the rubber duck was born this ebook is a whimsical look at financials from a duck's perspective To get this fun, easy-to-read Kindle book, go to Amazon and search for Ronan the Rubber Duck Dives into Financials. That's R-O-N-A-N, the Rubber Duck Dives into Financials. Let me know if I made financials fun for you. We're back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I have the pleasure of talking with Natalie Dawson of Cardone Ventures today, and we're talking about her new book called Teamwork. Before the break, we talked a little bit about culture. We talked about mission statement. We talked about values and how important they are so that everybody knows you know, where the company's going. So, when you're, Natalie, when you're interviewing, how do you interview to make sure that the person will fit into your culture?
1: Yes, so I always recommend a three-phase interview process. Now, these phases could be combined into two interviews, but all three of the phases are incredibly important. The first is the cultural component. So understanding that the candidate does or doesn't have goals, that's very important on the front end. Understanding uh, what their previous experience was, getting kind of the, the overview of who they are, why they're interested in working with you. My favorite first interview question is, so what research have you done on Cardo Ventures? Because to me, that gives me a good indicator of if they do research. And if they don't do research and they're not interested, this is where I get a little little bit of a hard ass. If they're not interested (laughs) themselves in researching the company that they are about to work 40 hours a week for some, sometimes more hours than that. If they're not interested in researching that company, understanding a little bit more about it, maybe understanding the mission statement, why am I going to trust that, that they can do the research and properly prepare before going on site to a customer? Like I'm, I'm going to question that if they don't actually research for something that is so important to them, it's their paycheck. It's where they're spending the majority of of their time. And so I love to ask that as my first interview question. I think it's a little um, disarming because I ask it fairly casually, You know, hey, what research did you do on us? And if they didn't do any research to me, that's honestly a pass. I'm, I'm not interested in working with that team member because I know that they're just not taking this opportunity seriously. And for any business owner out there, it is hard to grow a business and you need people who are interested in their own goals in order to help you achieve your goal. So for me, that's a hard, a hard pass. The second piece of that is a case study. So I want to see them on the job doing whatever it is that I'm going to be asking them to do. I want to make sure that they have the competency. uh, Certification and training is great that they've done those things, but I actually want to see how they do the work to ensure that the quality remains consistent with the rest of the team members. And then last is this core values presentation. Now you can do this in a variety of ways. Sometimes we actually have people make a literal presentation with a slide deck. Those would be more business functions, right? Your finance, your human resources, people who are expected to be on a computer and sharing information across team members. You can also do this core values check just through asking a question. So using my core value of discipline, I would say, when was the last time that you were disciplined in either your personal or professional life? If somebody can't come up with an answer for the last time they were the thing that you are asking them to be in your environment, that's another hard pass for me. I'm just not interested in working with that person. Yeah, it's
0: it's amazing what questions don't get asked. Mm. Um, Somebody likes somebody's personality style. I mean, I have a bookkeeping test that I use and if they don't pass the bookkeeping test, they're not hired. I don't care how good they look or they said they had 10 years of experience or whatever it is. They don't know bookkeeping. I don't want to hire a yep. bookkeeper who doesn't know bookkeeping.
1: Right. Exactly. But sometimes we don't think through that. You just kind of take it at face value and one of the, you know, painful experiences I've learned in hiring 150 people over the last couple of years is you're not certain which ones are going to be the ones who are going to go all in, who are going to be team players, but you have to feel at least confident on the front end that you asked what you needed to ask and that you peeked a little bit behind the curtain. You didn't just let the show make you excited because some people can interview well. Everyone's had this experience. I'm sure you've had their interview so great and they're wonderful and you think they're gonna be awesome. And two months in, they're a cancer in the environment and they're negative and they're not the same person. And so it's really important to be able to have confidence in the questions that you ask to create the routine that's consistent with how you interview so that apples to apples, you can really start comparing talent and get your hiring right.
0: Okay, let's take the situation two months later, they turn into not doing what we need them to do. Not necessarily a cancer, because Mm -hmm. in my book and yours, probably the cancer is gone. We we cut it out. Uh, but But let's assume that they're not performing as they should be. So how do you handle that?
1: Yes. So I'm just gonna be honest. I'm a total savage. And the reason I am a savage with our team is because we have this big mission. If I'm really serious about impacting the lives of a million business owners, like first of all, it's i have imposter syndrome with that it sounds ridiculous it's a big mission but i believe in it and so when somebody isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing based on the fact that i trained them now that's a caveat because sometimes as we mentioned before we don't take the time to train people and we expect them to do it different i'm I'm then going to take that opportunity to train them. I'm not going to reset with them, but if I train them and I told them how to do it and I watched them do it and then they go out and they do it and it's incorrect, I have a three-step process. It's three strikes and you're out. If you, if I tell you once and I'm like, Hey, did you remember that you were supposed to do it this way? You did it that way. Oh yeah. I remember doing that. And I remember hearing that, but I just did it this way because I want to do it different. Okay. That doesn't work around here. So then you correct them that first time if they do it again, I'm, I'm writing them up. If they do it again, they're going on a performance improvement plan and three times I'm, I'm not messing around with that any longer because it's taking me away from all of the other things that I could be doing and all of the other incredible team members and all of the opportunity and the customers that actually need my attention. I think it's the most selfish thing when somebody comes into an environment that is good. Now, if you like run shady business and you're, That's a you know, unethical, story.
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> totally different story. But if you are a good, hardworking business owner and somebody comes into your environment and starts making you pull your energy and attention off of the reason why you started the business and messing up your customer engagements or your team engagements, it's three strikes and you're out.
0: Right. Uh, absolutely. It's I, I go by that rule. The same way and it's really if you've done the training you've done the research you've done the homework mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you're you're supposed to be doing it a specific way and you can't or you don't or you won't there those are the reasons to say bye and sometimes yeah. the it, it what gets really hard sometimes is you've had a really good technician who's been a technician with you for like 10 years and all of a yes. sudden he falls off the wagon and you can't get him back on and letting that, you know, that guy who's been with you or that gal who's been with you for so long go
1: hurts. Believe me, I know. <laughs> yes, it hurts. But then what's more hurtful, letting that person go who's not willing to make the change or not accomplishing the thing that you've set out to do? Because for a business owner, we talk about personal, professional, and financial goals. And when you think about professional goals, uh, as a business owner, your professional goals are the goals of the business. So you're making this choice and sometimes it's even family members, let's be honest. Sometimes oh, yeah. you're making this choice to allow somebody in your environment that's entirely taking you off of your target, which is the goal that you have and that you, you have this thing inside you that you want to achieve. And when you do that, you lower your confidence You become introverted because you're still handling this other person, but you're not really handling them because you won't do what it takes in order to create separation and to provide space. And so then you, you start to doubt yourself and it just, it doesn't go where you want it to go, which is, Hey, I'm a business owner. I have a lot of goals. I want to achieve these goals and I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And we are pro business owners who want to do whatever it takes. And sometimes that requires Having very difficult conversations, not letting things just be the way that they are, confronting them head on so that you can help other people be successful in your organization. But no top performer, my book is called How to Create a High Performance Team. No high performer ever wants to join an environment where there are low performers. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, none of them want to play on a team with. B minus basketball players. Like they're going to go to the NBA. They're going to go where the pros are. And you have to start thinking of your business the exact same way. You're not going to get great talent if you allow negative talent or bad talent in your organization.
0: Yep. The toughest thing to do is fire your son. And I had to do it because an owner wouldn't. It was the worst day I've ever had. But it all turned out six months later for the best. But anyway, yeah. that's a story for another day. Natalie, in the time we have about thirty seconds left, give us um, the website again: Cardone Ventures forward slash or dot com forward slash teamwork. Correct.
1: That is correct. cardonventures.com Ventures dot com forward slash teamwork.
0: And in about thirty seconds, talk a little bit about what you're doing to help business owners grow.
1: Yes, yeah, so we offer a free show every Tuesday night. It's called Ten X Owners Live. That's really the first place that business owners get to to meet us and interact with us. And it doesn't it allows anybody at their home or on their way to work or maybe on their way home from work to tune in and to listen to other business owners who are sharing struggles or wins that they're having and be able to leverage what the advice is from people who are growing so that they can take that back, grow their business. And ultimately we'd love to meet business owners in first person, we have a lot of events that we do. And then we also have teams that manage business owners, um, organizations and marketing, finance, operations, all the things most business owners and technicians don't actually want to do. So cool. it really does have a wide range of service offerings there, but it always starts with a 10X owners live show.
0: Sounds good, Tuesday nights,
1: right? Yes, right? that's correct.
0: All right, Natalie, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. And thanks to all of you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money, too. For comments or questions, call me at 770 729 0258 or email Ruth King at Hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.